It is Monday, March 15th, 2021, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today, we dive into the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series weekend, update you on the other racing that's happening, including an awkward moment between father and son at Port Royal. We've got details on tonight's Bristol opener and a bunch more, so let's jump in. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series continued over the weekend with races 5 and 6 of the 2021 season. Friday night, the series took on Magnolia Motor Speedway in Mississippi for 30 laps and 10,000 a win. We talked back on Friday about Sheldon Hoddenshield needing to step up his game if he wanted to stay in the hunt for the championship, and he did so this weekend in a big way. He had yet to finish top five through the first four nights, but he and his NOS team showed up at Magnolia ready to race. They went second quick in qualifying, finished second in their heat race and the dash, and then bagged the feature win. Hoddenshield ran Logan Schuhart down in lap traffic late in the going, taking the lead with six laps left. It was Sheldon's first win of the year, and he became the fifth different winner in five races. Shuhart finished second, Brad Sweet third, Donnie Schatz fourth, and Casey Kane hard charged from 23rd to finish fifth. Kane's 18 spot charge, 18 spot charge, excuse me, was the third highest gain we've seen over the past 207 World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series races. We've seen plus 21 once, plus 25 times, and plus 18 four times, including Kane's move on Friday. It was a rough night for two of our other contenders with points later Carson Macedo breaking a rear end and finishing 21st, and Aaron Reitzel crashing and finishing 20th. Both drivers tumbled in the standings following the night. On Saturday night at the Rev in Louisiana, we got an absolute barn burner of a race. Casey Kane started on the pole, and we ended up getting five lead changes among three different drivers through the 30-lap feature that did go caution-free. David Gravel ended up leading the bulk of the laps and getting the win, but he had to fight off Brad Sweet and make some wild moves through lap traffic to do it. Sweet ran Gravel down twice and actually took the lead, but both times Gravel was able to fight back by and stretch away. I do think Gravel was probably better, but Sweet was so good maneuvering through lap traffic. Gravel had to take a few big chances throughout the closing laps to get and stay out front. At the end, it was Gravel becoming the sixth different winner through six races, with Sweet second, Donnie Schatz third, Logan Schuhart fourth, and Sheldon Hoddenshield fifth. Leaving the weekend, Logan Schuhart is back atop the standings, with Sweet two points back in second. David Gravel is third, Donnie Schatz fourth, and Carson Macedo tumbled from the lead back to fifth. He's now 40 points behind Shuhart. Corey Eliason, Sheldon Huddenshield, Aaron Reitzel, Casey Kane, and Jacob Allen round out the top 10. We will have to wait another week to see if Shots can get career win at number 300. He did have another strong weekend, though, with runs of fourth and third. Outside of that 15th place finish back at Volusia the night he lost the ignition while leading, his results this season are third, fourth, 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 and third. Shots, Sweet, and Shuhart all have five top fives in six races. Shuhart, though, is the only driver to finish top 10 all six nights so far. We've had three feature wins from second, two from fourth, and one from tenth. Eleven heats have been won from the pole, eight from second, and one from third. Both tracks this weekend provided some really fun racing, even if Magnolia needed quite a bit of track work back on Friday night. It's nice to see the Outlaws hit up some new facilities, and the fans definitely came out to support the action. The rough Friday nights for both Reitzel and Macedo got me wondering about how often through the season a team can stumble and still be there at the end for the championship, and the answer is not many. Brad Sweet had some uncharacteristic nights in 2020 and yet still finished in the top 10 at 46 of 54 nights. In 2019, though, he was in the top 10 over 90% of races, and Shots was in the top 10 at 93% of races in 2018. 
So that means over a course of a 70 or 75 race season, you can finish outside the top 10 maybe five or eight times and still have a shot. The Outlaws are back this Friday and Saturday night for a doubleheader at Cotton Bowl Speedway in Texas. When I had Logan Wagner on Dirt Tracker Conversations back in December last year, we talked about him racing his dad, Mike, weekly at Port Royal and how it's played out in the past. He mentioned they hadn't had any real disasters. But over the weekend in Port's opener, we saw what can happen even when you're racing your dad. Just past halfway, the Wagners made contact at a turn four, which resulted in Father Mike spinning down towards the inside wall and bringing out the caution. Paul McMahon tweeted about how holidays might be awkward going forward for the father and son. Logan ended up finishing fifth while Mike recovered with his undamaged race car to finish 14th. Lance DeWeese did take the Port Royal win. In other open wheel racing this weekend, Danny Dietrich went 15th to the win at Lincoln Speedway. Freddie Raymer recovered from a flip at Port Royal to win Sunday at Williams Grove. J.J. Hickel and Dominic Selzy picked up three, uh, 360 wins at Keller Auto Speedway. Greg Wilson was a winner with USCS and Ryan Ryan Timmons and Max Adams won USAC CRA features at Kern County. To see more from the Open Wheel Weekend, visit tjslideways.com. In weekend late model action, Brandon Overton swept both nights at Cochran Motor Speedway. Logan Martin and Cade Dillard grabbed Comp Cam's wins at Boot Hill Speedway. Ricky Thornton Jr. won the Spring 50 at Florence. Tanner English won Clarksville's Toilet Bowl. And GR Smith and Rusty Schlank won the Southern All-Stars feature at Southern Raceway. For more on the late model weekend, visit DirtOnDirt.com. And in weekend modified action, Stuart Friesen won the small block feature on Friday night at Georgetown, while Matt Shepard drove from 19th to take the $10,000 win on Saturday in short track Super Series action. Tonight is the opening night of the Bristol Dirt Nationals at Bristol Motor Speedway with eight divisions rotating through the week. There was open practice over the weekend, but racing starts today with registration happening actually already this morning at 10 a.m. and the drivers meeting at 1 p.m. 602 late models, modifieds, and sport mods are on the card for tonight with each division running three features. 30 cars will race per feature. Action starts on track at 4 p.m. This will be our first opportunity to actually see racing on the track as we've only gotten a bunch of kind of single car runs up to this point. I know a bunch of folks think the, uh, think the racing won't be great, but I think we should probably wait and see how this plays out and how they can kind of change and adapt the track conditions through the next month or so between all of these various events. There will be lots of opportunities for improvements. We'll also get a chance to see how things go with swapping out divisions through that turn three gate and how quickly they can move the program along. If you can't be at Bristol tonight uh, and would like to watch, you can stream the action at XR+. Speaking of tonight's streaming, there are two items on the streaming schedule today. Besides Flow Racing 24-7, that first night of the Bristol Dirt Nationals is live on XR Plus featuring 602 Late Models, Modifieds, and Sport Mods. If you are unfamiliar, a subscription to XR Plus costs $34.99 a month. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. If you're looking for some longer form podcasts this week, check out the two conversations episode I put out last week with sprint car driver Tony Rost and World of Outlaws crew chief Mikey Kemper. I've got another new one to put out later today, this one featuring sprint car and outlaw kart racer Tanner Holmes. The 17-year-old driver from Oregon made his 410 sprint car debut at the Wild Winged Shootout back in January. He made improvements each night and finished 13th in the weekend finale. 
Holmes might be most known, though, for his sizable YouTube channel, which features his vlog-style videos and new podcasts with nearly 43,000 subscribers following along. We talked about his career, including getting started in Outlaw Carts, becoming the winningest driver in the history of Red Bluff Outlaws, transitioning to sprint cars, how his YouTube channel has affected his racing, and a lot more. You can find that podcast later today in this, uh, in this podcast feed and the Dirt Tracker YouTube channel. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Monday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. Those likes and subscribes on YouTube are appreciated as well. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com. I do check those every single day. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. You can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. If you'd like to get email updates from Dirt Tracker, you can sign up at dirttracker.com slash newsletter, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.